Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to r slash relationships, the movie. In this special episode, I'll be showing you the most upvoted Reddit relationship stories of all time. Some of these stories, as you can imagine, are absolutely mental. Without further ado, let's get straight into them. My flatmate has told my boyfriend she's in love with him. I, a 27-year-old female, moved into my flat in October of last year to take the place of a mutual friend of mine and my new flatmate, also a 27-year-old female. We have a generally great atmosphere in the flat, and we both have similar expectations and habits. And while we're not friends yet, as in we wouldn't go out for brunch or be each other's plus ones for parties, we are very friendly. She seems super normal and level. When the lockdown began back in March, my 31-year-old male boyfriend of two years was living with his sister. And his mother, who was undergoing chemo, who lived alone, needed somewhere to stay where she could be looked after. So she moved into his room and he came to stay with us. My flatmate was totally fine with it. And we had a proper chat about ground rules, etc. But ultimately, the flat is huge for two people and she has a kind of granny flat set up in hers. Either way, she gave definite approval. Now, we three got on great, but never really spent a ton of time together. We all work from home and spend the occasional evening playing games or whatever, but ultimately, we didn't mingle much more than before. My boyfriend, however, cooks every night for the both of us as a thank you, and so we do now eat together, and my flatmate seemed happy to be included. It was great. However, last week, my boyfriend took me aside and told me that while he was in the courtyard hanging out the washing, she ambushed him from behind and gave a huge speech about how she's in love with him. And while she respects that he's with me, she has deep feelings for him and that she's available if he were single. Oh, and please don't tell OP. She didn't try to kiss him, but she did try to hold his hand. He was very anxious and flustered when he was telling me this. The flat atmosphere is very awkward now. But as far as she knows, he's not said a word. She's not said anything else to him. But he did mention that she had touched his arm a couple of times as she was walking past recently. And it's really gotten under my skin. My boyfriend is also confused because he hasn't spent that much time with her apart from dinner and never alone. I spoke to our mutual friend who was shocked and says she's never done anything like this before and she'd never known my housemate to have a crush on anyone either. I've not seen her acting strangely in any other ways and it hasn't outwardly affected how she treats me, but we can't move on right now because of virus, money, etc. So how do I deal with this? Well, that is certainly very strange behavior to come out of nowhere, not even seem to have much of a relationship at all with your boyfriend and then suddenly say that she's in love with him. Nah, I mean, that's literally impossible, right? You can't be in love with somebody that you don't like first. And I don't even know how it's possible to even like this person. You barely know them. For obvious reasons, this seems to have really come out of the blue for OP. Um, not really surprisingly, given there really wasn't much of a relationship there at all. In terms of what you should do about it, I would say just, you know, have a conversation with her, sit her down with you and your boyfriend there and just say, what actually is going on here? Like, are you okay? Because uh, this is a very strange thing to say, especially behind my back. Um... And it's just weird because you know how happy we are together, at least, or how we are together. 
and we've been together for a while now and you live with us like it would be weird enough if one of their other friends said it to them and said you know i really like your boyfriend and i'm in love with him all of a sudden but why would you potentially sabotage your own living space with them by saying you love him very strange um yeah you need to find out what's going on there i have no idea now guys if you have any of your own suggestions about what op should do in this situation comment them down below however the beautiful thing about r slash relationships is that the whole point of this subreddit is that people post their questions their stories and get amazing responses back and as you can see the comment section has been flooded with fantastic responses and op has given us a little update Okay, firstly, thank you all for your advice. And no thank you to the few who took it upon themselves to DM me to be inappropriate or creepy. What the F? Read the room. That is very strange. We'll ignore them. This one gets a little intense. So first, I'll just cover some things I wasn't able to in my original post. First off, I trust my boyfriend completely. Even if I didn't, this apartment is large, not massive. I know where that beloved mother effort is 24-7. A lot of you asked at what point after my housemate's confession, he told me about it. He told me a couple of hours afterwards. He explained to me after we had a chat about it that he was afraid I wouldn't believe him or be angry because at first he thought it was a weird joke that made him uncomfortable and he felt, rightly so, weirded out. I agree with the bulk of you that her continued touching is harassment and while a number of you suggested he just confront her himself, I empathize with being in a situation without breathing room where someone is sexually harassing you. It's not easy and you can quickly find yourself unsure if those brief moments of crossing a line happened. He's not on our lease and understandably he was concerned about me and the power dynamic in the house. Because her room is a mini granny flat, she pays the bigger share. I also don't believe that it was, as some suggested, a hypermanic episode. I have bipolar 2 disorder and while I understand the love rush, she exhibited zero other behaviors and never tried to contact my boyfriend outside of the weird touching. I can also appreciate there's no way she was actually in love. So then, what happened next? Yesterday, after a tense few days of trying to avoid her, my boyfriend and I were in the kitchen at breakfast, with her around in the living area. I went to our bathroom, she has an ensuite, which is just off the main area to brush my teeth. I walked back out to grab my phone as she was sidling behind my boyfriend, who was looking in the fridge, and I caught her running her hand and forearm across his lower back where his t-shirt had ridden up a little. My boyfriend, who didn't see me, yelped really loudly and just lost it. He yelled at her to stop, and when they both saw me, he starts going, you see, you see, this is what I was talking about. I was furious, just whole body anger, and I could see she had now realized he had told me about her confession and behavior and just sprinted to her room and slammed the door. My boyfriend and I went out for a walk to calm down and he kept apologizing for not being more firm, but he was shaken up. Some of you told me I should just confront her head on, which in the moment I 100% sided with. I was so angry for him. He told me he'd rather give her the opportunity to do it diplomatically though. I appreciated what you guys said about lockdown being extenuating and in discussion with our mutual friend, I was willing to believe that an element of it was naivety and a bit of fantasy gone too far perhaps. I was willing to be kind to her. When we returned with a plan of action, we knocked on her door, but she didn't answer. We tried a couple more times, but she wouldn't come out, although she was seeing my WhatsApp messages. Come late afternoon, I was just over it, so I knocked and told her I was coming in. 
I sat her down on her bed and told her gently but firmly it was inappropriate, making us uncomfortable, and I told her she had to get the heck over it and herself if she intended to continue living with us. She bursts into tears and starts crying about how she's so sorry and what a bad person she is. And she can't believe the pressure of lockdown is getting to her. Whatever. And I felt bad. I started sympathizing, trying to be compassionate. And then she says, it's just so unfair that the guy I'm in love with has a really great girlfriend. Guys, I lost my head unfair my butt i told her she had a lot of growing up to do and perspective to learn and that she owed the house an apology she started to have a meltdown a full weeping hiccuping snotty meltdown and then when i stood up to leave i spotted in her clothes rack my freaking shirt i took it and went back to my room my housemate cried loudly with the door open until 7 p.m for attention i guess when i finally cracked i used our emergency contact sheet called her mum, told her she had to come pick up my housemates i've never even met this woman who came rushing in like a superstar but the look of annoyance and embarrassment on her face when she arrived and found her 27 year old daughter having a tantrum told me this wasn't a new part of her personality my housemate also shut the f up pretty quickly after she realized her mum was there they didn't say anything to us and we just hid in our room until they were gone i think she'll be gone at least for a little while but i texted her to let her know it would be best if she texted me before she came back i don't know when i'll see her technically the lease ends in august so my boyfriend and i think we can make it work and find someone new and if not it's not so long till we can resign without her as a coder to all this my boyfriend mentioned if she took a blouse maybe she took some other stuff too i appreciate some of you may consider this is an invasion of privacy but i did go back in just to check the clothes rack i found a set of my jeans my t-shirts one of my boyfriend's work shirts a vinyl i owned my freaking charm bracelet from when i was a kid from inside my jewelry box and a sheet of my old antidepressants this was just what was on the rack on display i imagine there's even more in the drawers i don't know if this was the right thing to do but i left them there for now because i don't want there to be any doubt she stole them but let's make it clear there's zero chance she's going to live here anymore honestly i hope she does get help i'm really angry and violated as is my boyfriend but i can empathize with the havoc an uncontrolled mental health issue can wreak on your behavior and while it's still wrong it still sucks for her to experience it and lose friends and that concludes this crazy whirlwind of a story um i don't really know what to say to be fair i think it was pretty telling when the mum comes in and goes oh god we're back here again here we go again my daughter's having another breakdown a tantrum and she's 27 years old why me uh, i think that's kind of the, the sentiment there and it's probably you know quite telling that if this has happened before for the rest of her life it's probably just yeah her characteristics her personality coming to the fore now and you're seeing them now for the first time don't get me wrong i understand that lockdown's been tough and lonely for a lot of people including myself you know i'll be honest about it it's been a lonely little place but i'm um, going to your best friend's boyfriend and saying i love you when you all live together that's a bit far-fetched i'm not gonna lie that's a bit too much i get there's loneliness and all that but going to that extent no that's a bit too weird and whilst we don't know an op hasn't explicitly said that there is a personality disorder or some sort of disorder going on here it does seem kind of likely that that might be the case just some of the behavior here is a little bit out there let's just leave it at that so i don't want to be too harsh on this girl and come down on her like a ton of bricks because maybe there is something going on there and as you can see she took the antidepressants i'm not going to comment on that 
So yeah, let's just leave it at that. A weird, fun story, I guess. I hope everything gets resolved there. And ultimately, I hope this girl gets the help that she definitely needs. Don't cheat on your graduation lifeline. So... I, a 19-year-old male, and my now ex-girlfriend, who's 18, had been together for more than a year when this story took place. We were in the same class during middle school and high school, a two-year friendship eventually evolving into a relationship. You all know how it is. We were happily together, at least so I thought, since December 2019. I thought everything was great between us the whole time. Although recently, about March, I noticed her becoming very distant and barely writing first, dry texting, etc. I asked her multiple times if everything was okay and I gave her some space, but it continued for the next few months. I was naturally very upset as I'd been through hell and back together with her when she was going through depression and a really hard time at the end of 2020. It suddenly felt like all this time was wasted and worth nothing. I, as a naive high schooler, truly believed that she was the one. It was serious after all. We matched perfectly together. We spent about three full months crying together at night when she was going through a rough time. We had similar plans for the future, similar interests, and it seemed we were meant for each other. My girlfriend, let's call her Caroline, was studying to become a lawyer. So she was mostly into humanity subjects. I, on the other hand, am studying biochem, the medical school. I apologize if this is all confusing or different. We live in Europe. She was required to attend at least one science subject to graduate, physics, biology, chemistry, or psychology. Now, she always hated these subjects and just took them because they were necessary to graduate. She ended up picking chemistry, as I was a natural and tutored 9th and 10th graders chemistry in my free time, and I always helped her with her assignments and more. It started as me helping her before her exams and assignments so she could get a good pass grade. But after her rough time, it warped into me writing half of the assignments for her. In February, she started to do everything with me again, though. We had online the whole time. Anyways, enough backstory. After noticing Caroline started to get distant and never properly answered my questions regarding her behavior, I wanted to see how far it would go. For one week, I didn't invite her, call her, text her first, and in a total of one week, she called me three times. Twice to ask me about her assignment and once telling me how she felt insecure and bad. Look, I'm not a horrible person. I helped her out with her school stuff and I comforted her when she felt down. Me being the naive love is perfect love Burke I am, I just chalked it up to her feeling depressed again, but feeling embarrassed about it. I continued helping and comforting her for the next month until nothing changed and she never opened up. I was honestly doubting everything by then. Is it me? What am I doing wrong? Etc. I tried everything I could. Eventually, I asked her friends if something had happened, but they said she was the same as always towards them. So I knew then something was up, but I didn't know what it was yet. One day, when she came over to my place, it was only the second time she did that in March, usually she used to come at least twice a week, we were sitting in my room and talking while she was trying out Valorant. After this, she went to my kitchen to make herself something and I heard a notification on her phone. Now, I'm usually not a snooper, but I had a quick look at her screen that lit up. I wouldn't be able to read the message or know who it was anyways. It was a Discord notification. I was very surprised by this. I knew for a fact that she didn't have Discord about a month ago. Plus, she only plays Minecraft once in a while. She never uses Discord or anything. So the next morning, I did some snooping. 
and sure enough I found a whole other instagram account of hers where she branded herself to be an aesthetic gamer girl Not that there's anything wrong with that. It was just new to me. She'd never told me about any of this I couldn't find any of her friends following her on that account either Sure enough, she had her discord username in her bio now curious and to be honest butthole me Decided it would be a good idea to create a throwaway account and try and text her and see what she was all about Now before you all complain about me. I know I was being a butthole here. I was just curious I mean guys put yourself in op's position right here You find your girlfriend on a completely brand new account She's been shady for a while now and maybe that's to do with her own issues But maybe it's new, you know, she's been the same with her friends and very different around you Would you try and you know understand her position by making a shady little throwaway account and messaging her on her new instagram account? I'd be tempted. I'm not gonna lie. I would be just to see what was going on, you know So then after texting her on my new accounts, we talked for a bit until she became flirty We played a few games of bedwars together once again on a throwaway account. I bought for one dollar I kind of broke down and started questioning my sanity I've been with her all this time and through so much hardship. I couldn't believe she'd do this to me guys I kind of guessed that they weren't using voice chat when they were playing minecraft Otherwise, it would probably be a little bit obvious after the sadness came the anger I just wanted to know how far she'd taken this I found it hard to believe that she'd casually flirt with guys like this after setting up my first recon mission plan I found out more about her until I found out about her supposed boyfriend At that point, I had a huge emotional breakdown and I felt as if I'd wasted so much time helping someone who would betray me like this. From her Instagram stories, I'd find out later they were sleeping with each other for a whole month by now. This was about when her behavior started to change initially. It's all adding up now. At this point, I started to hatch my revenge plan. I knew I wouldn't let her off the hook this easily. So I spent two weeks pulling all-nighters making sure I had all my work done till the end of the year until graduation That is I spent all my remaining time creating fake chemistry textbook pages So I could make my pro revenge more believable all of the information was wrong I knew I had to give her a taste of her own medicine betray her like she had me for the remaining two months of the school year I fed her all of this fake information and made sure she got all of her assignments wrong I knew she wouldn't be able to tell anyone she was copying off me as our high school had a very 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 strict rule for plagiarism As much as three small cheating attempts on small exams could get you expelled So after letting the pot stew for those two painful awful months I let the poop hit the fan as our teacher had to handle an outrageous amount of classes She always checked our assignments late often by two or three months all at once I knew I could use this fact to my advantage after my girlfriend submitted her final assignments that were worth a huge percentage of our final graduation grades I told her I knew about her shenanigans that had still been going on for the three entire months at this point I told her how she'd hurt me and how it would come back to haunt her. I made sure of that She mostly brushed it off and acted as if I were the villain as I couldn't just leave her and that she was only friends with that guy Although I told her something was going to happen. I never told her what it was gonna be. Trust me She never saw this coming one week later the end of year results rolled around when we received our final grades I was over the moon as I'd pass with flying colors on the other hand her not so much Due to her final assignments and all quarter four work equaling an F, she called me crying and asking for help. 
She told me she wouldn't be able to graduate if she didn't receive at least a passing grade for this year She told me our teacher gave her a final chance after telling her how disappointed she was Caroline has two more months at school with an extra one-on-one online lessons with our saint of a teacher Honestly props go out to her to be honest I felt really bad for her and her situation Knowing very well that if she didn't work her butt off in those two months in a subject she hated She'd have to repeat the last year without someone constantly helping her with her chem this time That compassion though quickly went away and I told her I would help her But only if she apologized and paid me my regular tutoring fees Caroline went full on ballistic after that and screamed at me How could I do this to her? I hung up and she called me a few seconds after Apologizing and agreeing to pay for my help She now has two months of intense memorizing with her ex if she wants to graduate oh my god and there we go everyone that is the end of that pro revenge story i mean it's only pro revenge it's not the most insane revenge story that i've ever heard or told on this channel but if you think about it the ramifications on op's ex-girlfriend could genuinely turn out to be nuclear she was leeching off of his good work the entire year probably even longer let's be realistic from the start of their relationship now she has to do a subject that she hates as long with the rest of her entire year and she has no help so i think she could be in the mud and think about it if she never graduates if she never passes her whole life could be in tatters just because she cheated on her boyfriend who was helping her so much not even just with assignments but in life in general when you're going through a period of depression you can lean on someone like that and you know talk to them about your problems and cry with them at night why then throw that all back in their face i don't understand it personally but hey she got her comeuppance and, and that is justice served let's be realistic I mean, ultimately, it was her fault in the first place for, you know, using her boyfriend, OP, for his good work. Because ultimately, you're never going to really achieve anything in life, even if it's just at school. If you're using other people's hard work and, you know, just cheating and copying. Yeah, you might get some results short term. And fair enough, she probably would have passed with OP's help. But what about the long term? You can't just go on living your life cheating and copying other people. So that's that's a negative thing. But the worst thing by a mile is, is the fact that you're cheating on this wonderful guy. I mean, he seems so nice. He's helping you out in so many ways. I'm so sorry, man. From a brother to a brother, I'm sorry that this happened to you. You don't deserve it. You deserve someone better because that is just disgusting. All the time, effort you've put in to get thrown back in your face like that for someone who wants to become a an Instagram baddie playing Minecraft with the lads, cheating on you with other Minecrafters. It's terrible. It really is. I'm sorry. Am I the butthole for inviting my girlfriend on an expensive vacation and expecting her to pay all of her share? I make a lot more than her. My girlfriend, myself, my parents, and my brother and his wife all went on vacation in another country a week ago. My brother and I were the ones who did most of the planning of the itinerary, although we did ask everyone else for input. For background, I make around $150,000 as an IT consultant. My girlfriend is a teacher, making $45,000. My parents are pretty affluent, as well as my brother and sister-in-law. My girlfriend knew this trip was coming up, and took on a second job waitressing on the weekends for several months to get ready for it. We've always split things 50-50 in the two years we've been together. There were a few times on the vacation where she did not go on outings with us, wine tasting, scuba diving, etc. She also would only eat two meals a day, simply stating that she was on a budget. My family does favor more high-end expensive places. My parents, though, thought it was very strange that she only eats two meals a day, although normally she eats three. When we got home, I asked her why she skipped out on several of the outings and only ate two meals a day. 
I mentioned how I heard her stomach growling one night and said I was concerned about her having an eating disorder. She got teary-eyed and said that three meals a day wasn't fiscally feasible for her and neither were the outings that she chose not to go on. She went on three of the six outings. She said she wasn't expecting everything to cost so much and that she was overwhelmed. She also said she doesn't know if this is going to work long term, if she's expected to go on vacations like that with people who make so much more than her. I feel bad that I didn't pick up on her discomfort sooner. But we did agree to split everything 50 50 and I don't know why she agreed to come if the cost was an issue Um guys not gonna lie. I've done quite a lot of videos now on this subreddit and this guy hands down is the biggest butthole I've ever come across I'm sorry. I mean, dude, I don't want to like mug you off or anything, but you're earning three times as much as your partner. You're still splitting stuff 50-50 to the extent that she is having to get a second job after already being a teacher, which everyone knows is criminally underpaid position, to even, you know, go on the holiday. And even on that holiday, she's so financially aware of how much stuff is costing that she can't even be comfortable. She can't even go and eat with you. She's having two meals a day. She's having to starve herself and not go on any of the outings because she's so worried about money. And I blame you. So what an absolute sorry as always guys leave your comments down below if you think i'm being too harsh fair enough But i'm sorry this guy is up there he really is. All right, then moving on to our next post. Uh, I can't actually remember a video that has started with someone being as blatant a butthole as that before. But anyway, my classmate saved goldfish by releasing them into the ocean. I called her an idiot. My classmate recently made a TikTok and she showed a group of people at lunchtime. It. They were next to our table. So I overheard the girl say, hey, look at my TikTok I made. Come check it out. And in it, she explains how she rescued goldfish from the pet store releasing them into the ocean so they can live for it. Oh, well, sorry. What? She, she, what's sorry? What is that? She explains how she rescued goldfish from the pet store and released them into the ocean so they can live free. God, what, what am I reading, guys? I was horrified upon hearing this. I love fish and I have several aquariums, so I'm fairly knowledgeable on them. I walk over and I ask her to show me the video and I facepalmed. She asked me why, and I said, you realize you're actually stupid, right? Like, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Her friend says, well, that's just rude. Why would you say that? Because she cares? To which I had to explain that goldfish are freshwater fish. They can't survive in the ocean because it's salt water. So literally, all of those goldfish were dead in minutes. They basically choked to death as salt filled up their gills. Lastly, you never release animals into the wild. There are goldfish that are destroying our rivers and lakes because of idiots like her. They say that I'm a bully and walk away. I later actually get called into the principal's office who told me I was expected to apologize. And I said, no, I stand by what I said. Screw ignorant people who destroy the environment. My parents were called over and I got sent home. And my parents are actually angry that I refuse to apologize. I might end up getting suspended. I mean, seriously, I mean, maybe you were a little bit strong in the way that you were telling this person about, you know, what they shouldn't be doing and that they were being an idiot, but they were. So I don't really get it. You're definitely not the butthole, by the way. And also, like, it's clear that you're just way more clued up on the environment and also, like, you know, fish in general than this person. Uh, maybe you could have said, like, maybe you could have tried to go with, like, the educational route, but they were just stupid. They've killed fish. Let them know they're stupid. 
Why not? Daffus can't get suspended for that. Surely that's an absolute joke. Now moving on to our third story. Am I the butthole for calling my sister-in-law a racist after she compared my cooking to making Kung Pao chicken? For some context, I've been married to my wife for roughly 10 years and we're a mixed race couple. I'm Asian and she's Caucasian. Now I've gotten along with the majority of her family, her mother, brother, sister, but I've always felt like her father and other sister, Sarah, never liked me. I'm a professionally trained chef with 15 plus years of experience and I work at a high-end Chinese restaurant, a spin-off of a popular one in Beijing in a large US city. My crew and I have won several awards and I've been explicitly told I'll be the next executive chef. Now, Sarah, my sister-in-law, is also a professionally trained chef and works at a popular upscale French restaurant in the city. She constantly brags about it and, no joke, compares herself out loud to Ramsay and Bourdain. Whenever I'm at my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house and helping out in the kitchen, Sarah always criticizes everything I do. Whether it's chopping, braising, marinating, etc. She always butts in with comments like, Um, I actually think you should do that like this. Now, I've been patient for my wife and sidestepping those comments, saying things like, thanks, but I'll think I'll stick to the way I do it. Things came to a head two weeks ago when my wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, and I were in her parents' kitchen, prepping dinner for my mother-in-law's birthday. We were running a bit behind, so things were heated, which I kind of like because it reminded me of work. And that's when Sarah walked in. She took one look at what I was doing, scoffed, and said something like, Oh, wow. Okay, so that is not the right way of doing things. It hit a nerve, and I pretty sternly told her to stop criticizing my cooking, and that I'm also a chef like her. She laughed and said, Making Kung Pao chicken at some Chinese restaurant doesn't count. The kitchen went silent. My father-in-law snorted, chuckled, and my mother-in-law said, Sarah, what is wrong with you? I stopped what I was doing, swore at her and called her a racist POS, apologized to my mother-in-law for not being able to stay and left for home with my wife. Apparently, this caused a massive fight after we left, with my mother-in-law, brother-in-law, other sister-in-law taking my side, and my father-in-law and Sarah saying it was a joke but kind of true, and that I was being too sensitive. The extended family somehow got wind of this, and now everyone is arguing and taking sides, with my wife even getting texts from some of her cousins apologizing for Sarah's behavior. Despite being on my side, my wife is begging me to apologize so that the fighting will stop, but I refuse to because screw Sarah and her blatant racism. So... Am I the butthole? Absolutely not, OP. 100% no way. But I'm actually not sure it's racist. Yeah, it is completely ignorant of Chinese cuisine on the whole and the way it's made. And it kind of, you know, puts down how hard it is to make Chinese food. But I'm not completely sure it's racist as such. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not really the point of the story. But saying she's racist because she said all you do is make Kung Pao chicken. Well, you kind of do. You work in a Chinese restaurant, no? It's kind of like me saying all you do is make burgers if you worked in a kind of like American star restaurant. I don't think that's racist, is it? I might be wrong there, but um, let me know. But yeah, as I say, it definitely is ignorant. Um, Funny story, I've been to a restaurant in the Shard in London. It's a Chinese restaurant and the food is unbelievable. It definitely doesn't take like five minutes to make. It is not fast food. It's not mass produced. It's incredible. It's so nice. And I know they spent ages doing it in the kitchens and it's Chinese food. So it's definitely ignorant. Not all Chinese food is fast food and a lot of Chinese food is incredibly, you know, hard to make. But I don't know it's racist. 
Let me know. Comment down below. And now moving on to our final post of today's episode. Am I the butthole for telling the truth in the wedding toast? Oh my God, that is going to be good. I am a 30 year old male and my best friend got married last week. I just bought a house and my wife is expecting our son in November. So I let him know I was limited in what I could contribute financially, but I did tell him I would try my best. So I went to the bachelor party in Maine. I rented the tux and paid for mine and my wife's dinner at the rehearsal dinner. I also had a gift of $300 that I was going to give them, but we will get to why I didn't end up doing that. His now wife, then fiance, texted me multiple times a day with updates. Fine. I didn't always respond, and it got to the point though where if I didn't respond at least once a day, I'd get a call from my buddy. I've got a full-time job, and I'm redoing some rooms in my house, so I am busy. Now, she texted me for the following reasons. One, my wife was not allowed to talk about our pregnancy at all. She didn't want anyone to focus on that more than her, the bride. She was not going to order special food for my wife. No one asked her to. My wife was fine with whatever she was going to be served, by the way. I was not helping the groom enough. He had to help the bride, her, with favors, seating charts, and programs, so I had to help him with those things, according to her. She also said to get ready to help with thank you notes after the wedding. Next, she said if I was a true best man, I would offer to pay for the bar bill. I don't even know what that means. Well, sorry, you'd offer to pay for the bar bill of a whole wedding as a best man. That would never happen. That's thousands of pa- Really? Fifth, she had to read and approve my speech before the rehearsal dinner and wanted to be included as much as my buddy. What the hell? She told me to make up things if I had to. Sorry, what? I was also not allowed to include anyone but the two of them. And no inside jokes or stories about my buddy that didn't include her. That's the whole point of a best man spit. What is going on here? And finally, her last text said to tell my wife to keep it together and not make a pregnancy scene during the wedding. Also, she wanted her to choose a dress that downplayed her pregnancy as much as possible. How insecure is this person? I was just so aggravated. I spoke to my friend to see if he could reason with her. He told me just to play ball on this one. It's her day and to cut him a break because he'd be dealing with her nonsense for the rest of his life. I was annoyed, but I calmed down. If he is already admitting that he's going to have to deal with her for the rest of his life, that's not a good start, is it? My God. The day of, all the bride and my buddy do is scold me, berate me, and bark orders. I head down to the bar for a drink. The bride's mother is there and warns me not to get drunk because I've ruined her daughter's day enough. That was the final straw. I didn't give them the card with the cash. And in the speech, I used my friend's exact wording about having to deal with her nonsense for the rest of his life. Oh my God. I wished him the best and told him I'd always be there for him. Especially during the divorce. Am I the but? Oh my. That is unbelievable. Okay. That one tastes the cake. Boys and girls, that one takes the cake. I mean, honestly, let me know because I don't know. What, I don't know. Everyone in that story uh, I could have done better and did some pretty horrific things. I mean, I was completely siding with the bloke who wrote this for the majority of the story. Like, obviously, what these people are asking of you is unbelievable. So there's not even any need to even you know discuss that. It's ridiculous. But you've you have then just ruined their entire day. 
with that speech and i get that obviously you felt bad about everything that was happening to you and being forced upon you and being asked of you and i completely get that that's absolutely fine but then to go and ruin their day and say that as a best man you cannot wait for the divorce and that you'll be there for your buddy when that happens that's too much as well i actually think that is worse than everything that they've done because you've ruined their wedding day one of the best moments of anyone's life <laughs> i mean that's going to do it for the video hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guys, I discovered that my wife and I share the same biological father. We have a child on the way. What do we do and what happens next? My wife and I have recently discovered that we share the same dad. We've been together for eight years and married earlier this year. We own our own home and we're expecting our first child in March 2020. Our biological father is still alive, but we don't want anything to do with him because of this and because he was a trashy person. From what I understand, my father, who is persona non grata in both households, did not remain in our mother's lives for long. And while I know a brief bit of info about him, my partner didn't, as he was an all-around trashy person. Neither of our mums named him on the birth certificate as the father. And in my wife's case, she knew her mum's long-term boyfriend as a father, while I gained a stepdad. Our parents do not know about this, and we're not even sure if we should say anything. I won't disclose how we found out, but I suppose I just wanted a bit of closure. And her mum, who is one of my close friends, admitted to me at a rough moment that her daughter's dad was X and how he was, etc. And this, combined with other info, made it clear. We've had a private DNA test taken, and the results suggested we were half-siblings. Despite this, our feelings for each other have not changed, and we do not want to split. We've known each other since starting school and we've been through some hard times together. I'm afraid of what this means for us and our child, if that means that he'll have any health complications in life. My wife doesn't believe in abortion personally and does not want to wish to terminate her first pregnancy, nor do I want her to. So we mean to see it through and hope for the best. We are lucky in that way, that we don't have a history of illness in our mum's families at least. So hopefully that is better luck than some. I know incest is against the law and I'm terrified that we could be found out if anyone looked into our histories. Or if they, I heard they do this, take a DNA sample of our son for genetic testing to make sure he has no health problems and what could happen to us. I'm not even sure what to do, except maybe ensure that we do not have more biological children, even if our child turns out without a problem, just to be safe, and adopt or something instead. I don't want anyone to find out, so I'm keeping info to minimum and I will not let anything separate us, and neither will she. What could happen to us? What can or should we do? Should I just bury it? I am in England. So what I've just read there was originally posted in r slash legal advice UK. So OP was clearly looking for legitimate advice as to what to do next. I've picked out, in my opinion, the best comment with some very good advice. Here we go. We can obviously not advise you to commit criminal offenses, which means that if you were to have penetrative sex now, that would be an offense, contrary to S64 and S65 of the Sexual Offenses Act 2003 here in the UK. But for any penetrative sex before you knew, you would likely be okay. 
as a requirement is person a knows or could reasonably be expected to know that he is related to person b in that way which of course you didn't so that previous activity is most likely fine assuming that you'll be essentially abstinent or refraining from penetration in future then your main issue will be the practicalities you can try and hide it of course but what if your child does a diy dna testing in the future that could be interesting gambling with the consequences or you can deal with it now the main immediate consequence will be that a marriage within the prohibited degrees of affinity is void half brothers and half sisters are included in the marriage act of 1949 if it were to be found out through some means that you were married then the queen's proctor could bring an action in the family division to recognize that the marriage is void as for the child the local authority would almost certainly be involved in the usual way and op goes on to list an example of where this has happened before as to what you should do though i'm afraid that is not something this sub can really help you with i would seek professional support this is not a unique situation but of course it will need very specialized services best of luck so to sum up what's happened already hasn't really strictly been illegal because you didn't know but what happens in the future definitely will be and your marriage technically is voided if people find out but we have an update from op as to what they decided to do next i originally asked for some advice and reassurance here last year I wanted to let people know that our child was born and is a healthy but very tiring baby. We've taken steps to check on their health and there is nothing out of the ordinary. Thank you to everyone who gave us advice and assurance. We're doing fine, or at least as fine as new parents can be. Our biological father has apparently died over the winter and hopefully anything he knew died with him. My wife and I have reaffirmed that we will stay together no matter what, but we will be taking steps to ensure we don't have any more biological children to minimize the risk to a child. She's got a baby brain at the moment, but if it did come to it, we would consider fostering or adoption at a stretch. I don't know if we'd be looked into for that. It's not on our list of priorities right now, but yeah, thank you. So that concludes that debacle. I mean, honestly, one of the worst things that could possibly happen to you. Imagine being in that situation and finding out that your pregnant wife is actually your stepsister. I, I just it's it's unbelievable if you are watching on youtube get in the comments down below answer me honestly how would you react what would you do would you keep the baby like you know it's so deep i, I don't even know what i'd say here it's just a crazy situation and wow op and your wife i'm so sorry that this is what you're living with now i'm worried that my sister has feelings for my girlfriend my girlfriend and i have been together for two and a half years and we have a really great relationship my sister and I have always been close, so I was really happy when she and my girlfriend met and hit it off right away. They get along insanely well and it's awesome. Or it was awesome. It might be important to point out that they're both bisexual. Everything was normal up until about three months ago. They started hanging out together more often than usual, taking day trips and having sleepovers and going for dinner, etc. I didn't care about it initially. I thought it was cool that the two most important women in my life were such good friends. Then my sister, Amy, started making comments saying that if we ever broke up, she's first in line to date my girlfriend, Emily. She calls Emily her wifey and follows her around like a lost puppy. Amy says that Emily is our girlfriend and I swear she gets jealous when I interact with her. Then, last week I got home from work and as I walked through the door, I could hear them chatting in the living room. This isn't out of the ordinary. It was what I heard that really bothered me. My sister said, holy heck, 
I have such a crush on you in the most lustful voice I've ever heard. God, I really hated typing that. Emily laughed and their conversation moved on, but it really didn't sit well with me. So later on, I asked Emily what they were talking about. I think context is important. She told me they went shopping earlier in the day and were doing a little fashion show for each other. She said that those kinds of comments are normal between girlfriends and it's nothing to worry about. It made sense to me and I trust Emily. I decided to talk to Amy. I asked how the shopping spree went, etc. And then I gently asked her what the crush comment was about. She got very defensive and accused me of being jealous of her relationship with Emily, then told me to grow the F up. I'm not worried about Emily doing anything behind my back to betray me, and I never have been. There's just something about the way my sister is acting that irks me, and I don't know how to approach this without blowing up any of our relationships. Now, just a couple of days later, OP posted the following updates. There have been some developments. When I got home from work yesterday evening, I found the two of them on the couch in the living room watching a movie. I decided that I should just get it over with. So I sat down in the seat across from them and said that the three of us needed to have a talk. I basically just asked them if there was something going on between them and I mentioned how much extra time they've been spending together acting almost like they're dating. My sister immediately started sobbing and Emily just looked really sad. Amy couldn't speak through the tears, so Emily filled me in. It turns out that Amy has been going through a really bad breakup and hasn't been taking it well. Her boyfriend cheated on her with multiple women and gave her an STD. I guess it ended in a big blowout and he trashed her place and threw her around. Three months ago, Emily noticed that something was wrong and asked her what was up while they were out for lunch. Amy couldn't hold back and spilled all that had happened to Emily and then begged her not to tell me anything until she decided what she wanted to do. Emily started staying over at her place for a few reasons, helping her fix up her home, support, etc. Then Amy found out that she's pregnant with this butthole's baby and her mental health plummeted. Their extra hangouts were mostly to do with preparing for this new baby and the pregnancy, including the fashion show, which was maternity wear for both of them. What I was perceiving as jealousy from Amy was actually a longing or an envy of the solid relationship that Emily and I have, not an actual crush on Emily. The crush comment and wifey nickname were literally just girly comments in their words. Amy was reactive to my questioning because she was so deeply betrayed by this guy and being accused of doing that herself was very hurtful. I didn't even know that Amy was dating anybody. It seems that the butthole has left the province and Amy doesn't want to pursue anything legally. She just wants to move on and be happy. Amy and Emily are six weeks apart and were planning on telling me about the matching pregnancies this coming weekend. So in short, Amy and Emily are best friends. I'm going to be an uncle and then a father and I get brother of the year award for not noticing that anything was going on with her. Well, that is the end of that debacle. I'm very glad it had a happy ending and your sister wasn't actually falling in love with your girlfriend. That would have been unbelievably awkward. Um, what is great though, is that, you know, you got to the bottom of it and you all are more wise now and you understand what's going on crazy situation i've got to say don't blame yourself op you genuinely thought that something was going on that wasn't that's fine you know everyone's calm now wow crazy one. Oh, and by the way congrats to all three of you involved in this story on becoming parents very soon that's sick my husband is reluctant to be intimate with me after i was in a major accident i am a 30 year old woman and i've been married to my husband who is 45 for five years when we've been together for eight 
Obviously, there's an age gap in our relationship, and whenever we discussed possible health issues or medical care, it was regarding him. But about four months ago, I was in a car accident. I was talking on Bluetooth to my husband because I was nervous driving on the icy roads going to our house when another car rounded a corner too quickly and lost control. It was one of those exact wrong moment things, and my car went off the road and into a tree. My husband heard the whole thing, and my last memory before I lost consciousness was him screaming my name. I don't want to get into the bloody details, but I ended up being in the hospital for over a month. I needed multiple surgeries, and I've been in physical therapy ever since. I'm finally getting back to a point where I feel like myself again, and I'm no longer in pain. I've gained back some of the weights, and I look good, if I do say so myself. My husband literally worked out of my hospital room for the entire time I was there. He went home to shower, sleep, and look after the dogs, then came right back. He attended all my therapy appointments so that he would know how to better help me recover at home. He was amazing, and everything I could ask him to be in that kind of horrible situation. I love him so much. And so yesterday, while shopping, I saw this gorgeous black lingerie set and decided to surprise him. We haven't had sex since before the accident, and every time I try, it feels like he makes an excuse or expresses some concern about some random body part of mine that is no longer injured. He was on his laptop in bed when I came in wearing my new purchases, and I could tell he was taken by surprise. I basically crawled into his lap and started kissing his neck and grinding on him. He was definitely hard, but then he lost it and pushed me away saying that we shouldn't rush this and he doesn't want to jeopardize my recovery with sex. I was crying by the time he ended the sentence and said, I'm fine. The doctors say sex is fine. But he was already walking into the bathroom and turning on the shower. I don't know what to think. Is it the scars? Is the memory of me in a hospital bed unable to even sit up by myself repelling him? I'm finally starting to feel good about myself and my body again, and the fact that he won't touch me is really hurting my mental health. It's probably a long shot, but has anyone else experienced this? And just like our first story, guys, I've got a cheeky little update for you. Thank you again for everyone's kind and thoughtful comments. I read all of them, even if I didn't respond. And there were over 300 comments, and some of them are unbelievable, I'm not gonna lie. Last night, when we got in bed, I curled up next to my husband and held him, while I basically said, we've been through a lot, Would you be willing to get therapy with me to make sure that everything is all right for both of us? I love you so much and I don't want any underlying trauma to affect our relationship. He was silent for about 10 seconds and then the floodgates opened. I've only seen him cry once or twice in our entire relationship at our wedding and the first time I told him I loved him. But I held him while he sobbed for what was probably an hour. He kept apologizing for it and I had to keep saying, don't be sorry, I'm here. Cry if you need to cry and I shed some tears of my own. It was an exhausting but ultimately extremely cathartic experience. When it was all over and he was able to say more than a few words, he told me that there was about 15 minutes when he was sure he just heard the love of his life die. Then we got to the hospital and the doctors made it clear they would do everything they could but the extent of my injuries were extreme and severe. Then he spent hours calling family members, waiting, pacing, and trying to grapple with the fact that I might die and he might be alone. Then I spent five days in the ICU, mostly unconscious. He said he's never known fear like that in his life. In the end, we agreed to go to individual and couples therapy and even touched on the sex thing, 
wherein he admitted that he knows objectively nothing bad will happen to me if we have sex, but for some reason it's sparking this protective instinct that makes him want to treat me like glass. So we're working on it and our marriage is amazing. He's the love of my life and we can get through this. You know what? Something's in the air. It must be the subreddit r slash relationships. I'm used to people having, frankly, ridiculously illogical conversations with each other and arguments that make no sense. What I've read here, and like the first story, it's just good stuff. You know, situation arises, bit of conflict, sort it out with your words. That is just excellent. I love to see it. And I'm glad you two sorted out your situation. What a horrible thing to go through. I can't even begin to understand the pain and hurt that, that you both went through. Crazy. I mean, like, what's worse than death, eh? Nothing. But wow, I'm glad that you're both still alive, still together, going strong, working things out. I love you, you pair of legends. My helpful mum invades my privacy and moves stuff around, causing important possessions to be lost and put through the washing machine. I've just this week moved into a flat and my mum has been helping a lot. She drove my furniture to the new flat and bought me a table and chairs. I'm grateful for this, but she's a very nosy person and I've always had to hide any personal things for when she visits. As she looks through all my drawers and also moves stuff around all the time, causing me to lose important things. I was having a delivery that couldn't be rescheduled, but I was at work, so she offered to wait for it in the flat. I made sure to hide my important stuff in a zipped up bag wrapped in clothes in the wardrobe, covered by a duvet. I felt okay about it as I took the precautions, but I stupidly underestimated her nosiness. I had keys to my old flat that need to be handed in before the weekend, which were in a tiny pouch hidden in some jean pockets. My DS games and jewelry were locked in a small safe, also in a wardrobe, the key to which was hidden inside a sock in the inside pocket of a tiny suitcase under the bed. There was also a 3DS in the same suitcase and feminine care items. I pushed it right to the back, under the double bed so it was very hard to reach and i put a cushion in front to hide it when i got back she had done multiple clothes washes which included all clothes in said bag the sock in the suitcase and literally everything in every drawer stuff that i'd washed at hers and not even worn yet this meant that my old flat keys the key to my safe and all the other stuff had been through the wash of course i couldn't find barely any of them my 3DS, headphones, the keys, and other items are all still missing. Not only that, but I've had a gum infection and I'm on antibiotics, which were in a drawer in the kitchen. She rearranged all my drawers and now I can't find them anywhere. Thankfully, I found the painkillers I was taking to help with it in the cupboard in the bathroom, but they were both together in the kitchen. I've been texting her asking where things are and she gets mad each time, calling me ungrateful, saying that she was trying to help. She can't remember where she moved anything, but this is a huge invasion of privacy. Also, I'm in trouble now as I can't find the flat keys, I can't get to a doctor to get more antibiotics, and I love my 3DS. How can I talk to her about this? She wants to come over again soon, but even when I'm there, I can't let her out of my sights. Well, let me tell you, OP, uh, I don't envy your position right there. That is one invasive mother, and it's all under the pretense, unfortunately, of her thinking in her own mind, perhaps, or maybe just using it as an excuse, saying I'm helping you out, when in reality, she's just snooping, like she's doing way too much, clearly. Let's be realistic. Helpful is actually doing laundry or, you know, hanging things up or cooking or something like that. Not rummaging through your entire house looking for stuff. Like, that's what she's doing. She has the intent to find secret stuff. And it's obvious. I'm sorry, but it is. Now, my advice to you would be just don't let her in your house. 
go and meet somewhere else. There's no obligation for her to come into your house. If you want to go and see her, which I'm sure you do, go to hers, go out to eat, whatever. Just don't let her in your house, whatever you do. I found out my sister has been screwing my boyfriend behind my back. I get even. I never ever thought I'd be telling this story on Reddit of all freaking places. But since I've been seeing everyone share their revenge stories, I got a little inspired. So I thought I'd share mine. Little backstory first. I was born into a broken family. My father was a drug addict. My mother, on the other hand, was the kindest, strongest woman I know. Fortunately, they separated just after the birth of my younger sister, who was only younger than me by a year. I took after my mother. My sister, though, apart from my mother's looks, she got everything else from dad. Now, the thing is, my father was a horrible freaking person, even before he became a drug addict. He was an arrogant, selfish, insufferable idiot. And not only that, he also cheated on my mother multiple times while she was pregnant with me and my sister, and he also physically abused her. He was so horrible to the point that when he left, my mother said that it was the happiest day of her life. She continued raising us all by herself while my dad went to God knows where. And you know what? I've never even missed him. 18 years later, and me and my sister are all grown up. And the thing is, we've never really been that close. We fought a lot when we were younger, but it was all usual sibling fights. As we grew, we fought less and less, and we were able to coexist like all siblings do. And though I didn't express it all the time, I did love her. But here is where it all goes to pot. In my senior year of high school, I started dating one of my classmates. He just transferred during that year and said that he liked me immediately and asked me to go out with him if I was interested. I give the guy a chance. It goes extremely well. And just two months later, we were officially dating. He was sweet. He'd treat me to lunch, take me to places and was just a great boyfriend overall. We continued to date through our first year and second year of college and he comes over to our house pretty frequently. And my mum even lets him stay the nights. It came to the point that he'd come over even when I wasn't there and I thought nothing of it. I was even glad that he felt so comfortable there. Until one day, just a month before our anniversary, I texted him that I'd be home later than usual because I still had something to do in school. I was already in my third year and I was busier than ever before. Since we usually go home together, he asked me what time do I think I'll be home? And I said, probably after dinner, so he can pick me up then. He says, okay. Fortunately though, I managed to finish earlier than I thought. And instead of texting him to pick me up, I decided to surprise him by going to his house since it's been a while since we spent time together and I missed him. When I got there, his sister, whom I was very close with, was visibly confused and immediately asked me what I was doing there. I told her that I was there to see her brother and she becomes even more confused, saying... He told me he was going to your house to see you though. He left hours ago. This time, I'm the one who's confused. So I quickly turned around and went home. Now, thankfully, our houses are only 15 minutes apart, so I got there quickly. The next 20 minutes were like hell. I come home to find his bike outside. The house was dark, and I tried my bestest to go inside as quietly as I could. By the time I got upstairs, I hear it. Moans. Female and male. The male one sounding particularly like my boyfriend. Tears immediately flood my eyes. I didn't even need to see to know it was him. My boyfriend of almost three years screwing my sister. My feet suddenly had a mind of their own and I yanked the door open. I was seething at this point. This dog was riding him like a mechanical bull. I stood there as my now ex pushes her off of him, shocked as he puts his clothes back on in light speed and starts spewing excuses. I wasn't listening at all. 
I was sobbing so much I couldn't breathe. The butthole follows me all the way downstairs and I yell at him that if he doesn't leave that instant, I tell his entire family. He leaves and I was left with my sister. I couldn't even look at her. I stayed downstairs, calming myself down until my mum came home from work. She immediately notices that something is wrong, but I don't tell her yet. Dinner starts and I felt like crying again. And you know what's even worse? When my sister came down and sat just across from me, I saw no hint of remorse or guilt on her face. Absolutely none. I felt sick. I wanted to vomit. And I swear that at some point during dinner, the evil dog even smirked. A week goes by and I don't say anything. I was so hurt. My ex wasn't saying anything too. No phone calls, texts, nothing. And neither did my sister. Not a single freaking sorry. I felt so defeated. I was crying multiple times a day and I couldn't even focus in school. One day I finally snap and I tell my mother everything. She was extremely disappointed. She scolds my sister, but even she didn't really seem to care. And then suddenly I remembered. My ex had told me his passwords. He told me early in our relationship and I never bothered to open because I was never the type to go through my SO's messages. I trusted the guy and this is what I get. Anyway, I managed to open his messenger account and there I see it. Hundreds of messages between him and my sister. I felt weak in the knees. It had been going on for almost four months. I took screenshots. It turns out they'd been going out while I was still at school. All three of us were from different schools. My sister couldn't get into mine because her grades were too low and so were my boyfriends. My pain quickly turned into anger and I wanted nothing more than to make them both pay. I couldn't stomach the sight of my sister. The fact that she'd go behind my back like that over some guy made me freaking sick. We were supposed to always be there for each other. After a month, I asked my mother if I could move out and live with my aunt for a while because I just couldn't take it anymore. She was sad, but she understood. I felt so sorry for her. She held my sister accountable for what she did, but at the end of the day, it was still her other daughter, so she couldn't completely turn her back on her. I didn't want to give her the burden of having to choose, so I did instead. So I move out and live with my aunt and I promise to keep in touch. The next six months were basically me putting my stuff back together. I became a working student and did some freelance work to earn some money. And as I started to earn more, I dropped out of school completely and became a full-time freelancer. As the months went by, I'd earn more and more and I had more than enough money to spend for myself. And from then on, I started to send money to my mum monthly. One day, I got curious and decided to check on my sister and ex. When I unblocked them, I regretted it instantly. Those buttholes were still together and my sister was even flaunting their relationship on Instagram. Suddenly, it was as if no time had passed by at all and I was angry yet again. I scrolled through more pictures and it was obvious that my sister was completely in love with him. Then I acted on anger. I sent the screenshots I took from before and sent them to our cousins, telling them everything. They all ended up hating her. And then I sent it to my ex's sister and also told her everything. She punched him, told their parents, and a day later, I received a text from them apologizing on behalf of their son. It made me feel slightly better. A week later, my mum asked me to come home to spend the weekend. I decided to say yes this time. I stopped by a mall on the way to get a gift for her and guess who I see? My ex-boyfriend with a girl who wasn't my sister holding hands. I laugh hard the urge to take out my phone and take a picture and send it to my sister was so strong but i stopped myself it wouldn't be painful enough so 
I hide where he can't see me and I follow them. After about an hour, she goes to the bathroom. I follow her in there. I approach her when she comes out of the cubicle and I say, is the guy you're with your boyfriend? She looks a little bit scared and confused, but answers, yes, nonetheless. I quickly tell her that the same guy is currently dating my sister and even showed her some pictures. The girl was completely horrified. She said she had no idea that he was seeing someone else and I fought the urge to laugh. I tell her to get rid of him quickly and I'll tell her everything she needed to know. But I also asked her not to dump him just yet. So she makes up some excuse about an emergency at home and they go their separate ways for the day. We meet up at a coffee shop close to the mall afterwards and there I spill everything, including all the details about the cheating. When I'd finished, she looked so mad, almost as if it had happened to her, and then she goes on to reveal that a longtime boyfriend of hers actually cheated on her as well. We talked some more, and as time passed by, I came to discover that the girl was actually really sweet, and I felt sorry that she became a victim of my ex too. She asked me if I was going to get revenge, and I said yes, but I needed her help. I also told her she could say no if she didn't want to, but she said she wanted to help. So I told her my plan and she was all for it. I came home that night excited. My mom seemed pleased and my sister looked a little angry. I didn't give an F though, since I had the knowledge that my ex-boyfriend, the guy she destroyed our relationship for, was on his way to destroy her. That girl and I talked for the next three weeks that I was there and she would send me screenshots of her and my ex's convo and also pics of them together. We continued to talk even after I came back to my aunt's house. And exactly two months after we met, the plan was finally in action. It was a week before my ex and my sister's anniversary. Yes, they had an anniversary and I was about to give her the greatest gift. By that time, my ex had confessed to the other girl about his relationship with my sister, but she told him it was okay and they could still be together because she didn't care. Little did he know, of course, her and I were basically best friends at this point and had come up with a master plan to ruin his life. I come home again and spent the week there leading up to the anniversary, the longest week of my life. The day finally comes and after my sister leaves to go to his house, I wait a few hours. Then I FaceTime his sister to ask if the two buttholes were home. She says yes and then I send it. Dozens of pictures of my ex with the other girl and screenshots of their conversations. One where he was telling her how much he loves her and how he's planning to leave my sister for her soon. There was one where he even expressed how annoying he found my sister and that he sometimes wants to strangle her. A whole bunch of other screenshots where he insults her, calls her stupid, desperate and many more things. He also said that she was awful in bed and was way too noisy and that he'd barely touched her the past few days. Ouch. But it wasn't enough for me. The final touch was a three minute long video of my friend and my ex having sex. Yes, she gave me her full consent to send it. She was on top exactly how I found my sister and ex before and she was riding him to oblivion. But I cropped it so her face wasn't shown, but my ex's was in full view. It was hilarious. The guy was enjoying it so much and I know my sister would probably have a seizure once she watched it. And then I wait. I was still on FaceTime with a sister and after a while, I hear it. Screaming, objects being thrown, more screaming. His sister then comes upstairs to check on them and I hear everything. My sister was sobbing and what's even more screwed up is that my ex didn't even try to deny any of it and asked her to just leave. 
Her sister and I continue our FaceTime, talking some more, and she tells me how she's never actually liked my sister, and neither have their parents. They said they'd ignore her whenever she'd come by the house. She would even ask her about me sometimes, just to annoy her. After about an hour, my sister finally comes home, and I sat there, grinning like a devil as she steps into the living room, face puffy from crying. We make eye contact, and I smirked to her, and said, You deserve it before going upstairs. I don't speak to her again, and for days she refused to even leave her room. The satisfaction I felt was through the roof, and I even told my mum that I could move back in now. But it didn't end there, because my ex had gotten my sister pregnant. A huge part of me wasn't shocked, but my mum of course was disappointed. We had to tell the rest of our family, and they were all disappointed with her as well. Before she gave birth, my sister told my mum she was going to move in with my ex's family, since they have to take care of their baby, and my mum refused to let him step foot in our house again. But since our houses were really close to each other, she agreed. It was pathetic. It was obvious that she still wanted to be with him, even after everything he did, but hey, it wasn't my problem anymore. But according to my ex's sister though, her parents weren't too happy about the whole thing. And although my ex said he would take responsibility of his child, he did not want anything to do with my sister anymore. Freaking butthole. So I continued to live my life, working, going out and focusing on becoming even better. It didn't take long for me to finally be happy again and all the pain and betrayal felt like a distant memory. I reconnected with my old friends and even started dating again. I also kept in touch with that girl who helped me with my revenge. She of course had dumped my ex, broke up with him just the day after it all went down, and we're genuinely good friends now and meet when we can. I don't keep in touch with my sister at all though, but according to my ex's sister, she's absolutely miserable because she had to drop out of school and my ex barely spoke to her and would always be gone, sometimes for days, and even brought home girls on multiple occasions, having sex with them in the same house that my pregnant sister was in. Oh, wow. Oh, and to top it all off, he also wasn't there when she gave birth. What a man, guys. Honestly, I didn't feel sorry for her at all, since she chose to stay with him. But I did feel sorry for the kid for having those two buttholes as his parents. They'd go to our house at least three times a week to see my mum, and my sister would completely ignore my existence. Guess what? That dog still hasn't apologized. I didn't really care at that point, so I just ignored it. But one time, I kindly offered to buy her baby some clothes, and she fixed me with the nastiest look before saying, We don't need your freaking money. I was appalled, and then I was angry again. Alright then, if that's how she wanted to play. Now, funnily enough, I run into my ex at a bar just a couple of days later. He looks freaking terrible, and I questioned what I even saw in him. He sees me and then actually looks happy. I, on the other hand, no longer felt anything to him. Only disgust, of course. He tries to make conversation, telling me I looked great and even apologizes. I was shocked, but his apology didn't really mean anything to me anymore. Later that night, I received a bunch of messages from him. He was apologizing again, and then went on to say how much he regrets cheating on me before begging for another chance, and swears that this time things would be different and that he was gonna change for me. I laughed so hard I fell off my bed. The ocean would dry up before I even think about taking his butt back. But since my sister had angered me once again and I was feeling a little petty, I sent her the screenshots of those messages with the caption, 
this your baby daddy? I knew that she was still in love with him, even after everything. And I knew that it would hurt her to see how he's willing to change for me, but not for her, the mother of his dang child. He barely even gave her money for the kid. It was only his parents and my mum who supported her financially. My sister blocked me. LMFAO. And no, I didn't ever take my ex back. Last I heard, he actually started using drugs. So, fast forward to now. I continue to thrive while she continues to be miserable. We recently had a family reunion and at one point she said to our relatives that she's having a hard time and one of her cousins looks at her dead in the eye and says, well maybe if you hadn't screwed your sister's boyfriend, you wouldn't be in this position. She was absolutely dumbfounded. Tears in her eyes and I almost choked on my wine trying to stop laughing. I guess she probably didn't think they knew. Well, now she does, and they all didn't bother to hide how much they despised her. She had no one on her side and was considered the disappointment of the family. But she's only got herself to blame. By the way, if anyone gets confused why we still lived with our parents during college, I am Filipina, and this happened in the Philippines. Here, we don't move out until we have kids, and sometimes not even then. And look, if some people don't believe me, that's fine. Honestly, I understand. I actually wish it was fake, truly. This particular event has caused so much stress on our entire family, but I understand. About the girl who helped me, I was actually really shocked myself with how willing she was to participate. There definitely have been times where I was scared she would out me to my ex and sister, but I guess it all just reminded her of the situation with her old ex, and she also seemed mad about being made into a side chick. I didn't expect that she'd send the video, of course. I asked her so many times if she was absolutely sure. My ex was a horrible person, but he was attractive. And he was good in bed as much as I hate to admit. She basically used him for sex, and I don't find anything wrong with that. He deserved it. And to be honest, I would have done the same if it was the other way around. I get why it might seem made up, but I've literally witnessed much crazier stuff happen. I had a friend who got sent a video of her then boyfriend and another girl having sex as well. The girl actually sent it because she wanted the boyfriend to herself. It happens more frequently than one might think. Some females can be messy as anything these days. But again, I get why it might not seem believable. Ultimately, believe what you want. It's not like it would affect any of us negatively. What's done is done. Have a good day. Now, guys, where to even begin with this story? I'm I'm absolutely dumbfounded. Uh, I cannot believe what I've just read. That was amazing. And I get what OP's saying. Yeah, maybe it does sound unbelievable. But ultimately, who cares? There's no real reason to lie. It's just a little subreddit on the internet. And uh, from the comments, it does seem very likely that this did happen. I know it sounds crazy, but wow, she's answering the comments in some mental detail. I'm not going to go into it, but this story is almost definitely true, I'd say. I mean, listen, if you're watching on YouTube, get in the comments. Let me know what you think. Does this story even need to be true? Does it really matter? I was thoroughly entertained throughout. Wow. Like, I don't even know what you call this. It's more than a love triangle. It's like a love pentagon. Unbelievable. It's just crazy that your sister got pregnant as well in all of this and didn't even realize that other members of the family knew about it. And oh, the video as well. Like, imagine receiving that video. <laughs> It just begs belief. It really does. I mean, look, she was the one who obviously brought this upon herself, but I actually do feel kind of bad. 5% of me, 
feels bad for her because yeah look, it's probably one of the worst things you can do but now she's got a kid and everyone hates her like oh it's not the best situation to be in for the rest of your life look i get it you're all saying you're shouting at me she deserves it i agree with you but wow think of the pain and misery that she, well she's caused that onto herself of course but just think of the pain and misery it's a lot fantastic revenge i gotta say love that you got another side chick involved so good so good and yeah this guy obviously deserved it just complete and utter bad entitled fiance gets caught cheating good evening everybody i hope we're all doing well tonight and that we all have our favorite snack tonight i bring you the tale of my now ex-fiance getting caught cheating well i'm no longer with him because he cheated on me we'll call this guy jeff some background real quick i've been with jeff for a while him and i have always been side by side However, I started getting this odd feeling from him. I got a new job where I worked 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. shifts and I was home more. I was able to see him and be with him more. I was happier. However, Jeff changed instantly. He started hiding his phone from me. He wouldn't let me look at his phone while he was on it. Even if he wanted to show me something, he would send it instead of showing it to me. We were right by each other. Because of this, I changed my phone password. Because if I can't have his phone info, he can't have mine. It's a two-way street for me. When he went to look through my phone one day, he realized that I had changed the password. Jeff flipped out on me and yelled, cussed, slammed things around, accused me of cheating and being with some guy from my new job. I told him I changed my phone password because he changed his and I don't feel comfortable with him being able to have access to my phone whenever he wanted. He got pretty mad at me and stormed off. From this moment on, he began to get obsessive and a little crazy with me. He began trying to control me. He didn't like it when I went out with friends. He didn't like it when I talked to my two guy best friends of six years. Now he'd never had a problem with this, I'll add. But one night, one of them called me because he just got off a Navy tour and had been away for three to four months. He always calls me, Alice, and our friend Joe to tell us he's okay. But this time, Jeff flipped out. He demanded that I never talk to him and all of my other friends again because they were out to get us. At this point, the idea of him cheating on me was an idea in my head. I was working on moving out because luckily for me, my big brother's roommate moved out and he offered for me to move in and take over his roommate's lease. As I was planning this, Jeff cheating on me was confirmed one night in bed. Jeff pulled up a picture of his co-worker and said, look how hot she is. I yawned and said cool and rolled over to get some sleep. This upset him? He got mad at me for rolling over and going to bed. So he woke me up and started to talk to me about the girl he showed me. I'm trying to show you this girl and you just ignored me. I continued to ignore him. It would be nice if you showed some interest. I continued to ignore. I just think that she's really hot and and you could start to take better care of yourself to look like her. You should start doing squats and eating more salads. I've been struggling with multiple eating disorders since high school. I finally gained some needed weight and that was his response? At this moment, it took everything in my power not to hit him. However, I'd already cut the emotional attachment to him. In that very moment, he was just a roommate. The next night though, he was out with his friends. I knew he was with the girl though. My big brother came over and helped me to start packing up my stuff to move into his place. A month went by and this continued to go on. Jeff would tell me to make myself prettier, lose weight, do squats, go get a boob job. I ended up having my headphones in all the time to ignore him. 
I'd accidentally fall asleep on the couch at my brother's. I moved my cat to my brother's too, so I wasn't worried about that. One night though, I got a message through Facebook from a girl I haven't spoken to in years. She knows of my relationship with Jeff. She sent me a picture of Jeff and Sarah, the girl that Jeff wanted me to look like, walking hand in hand in the city's downtown area. She said that he was on a date with the girl and she low-key followed them for a bit. They went to dinner, got ice cream, and he took her shopping. Everything that he didn't like to do with me, actually. I told the girl thank you and that she is amazing. When Jeff got home from his dates, he sat on the couch next to me and I sent the picture to him. This is how it went. You followed me? No, one of my friends saw you. This is so out of line. That's odd. You need to apologize to me right now. I did nothing wrong. You literally followed me downtown and took pictures of me. Are you stalking me? I was dumbfounded. I just stared at him and realized that this was the man I had fallen in love with. This was his true nature. This is how he will always be. And even if he didn't cheat, he would show himself as this eventually. I didn't cry. I just sat there staring at him as he insulted me and called me a crazy female dog and blamed me. Jeff then started yelling at me to say something. So I sat up and said, here is your ring back. You can keep the apartment. I've moved in with Kevin, my big brother. I handed him the ring. I handed him the key and I asked him one last thing. Was it worth it, Jeff? All these years down the drain? Jeff looked at me with a straight face and told me if I had stayed at the hotel job and didn't take the new job, he wouldn't have gotten caught and I should have stayed at the hotel if I really loved him. Jeff, what is that? I left that hotel job back in May and got a job as a lenses cutter at an optician's office. I nodded my head and walked out of the apartment and drove to my big brother's. I live with him now. It's been five months now since I left Jeff. I ended up casually dating a man I never thought I would date. And to say the least, he's treated me better in one date than Jeff ever did in four years. Jeff has seen us out at the bars, and this has resulted in obsessive and frantic phone calls, but he's now been blocked. He won't dare do anything though, because my new boyfriend is six foot nine and drenched in tattoos. I am very happy now. Alright, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this guy. Jeff is a is an absolute mug. I mean, clearly. If he actually said what OP said he said about the fact that OP should have stayed working at a hotel, and if she'd done that, then he would never have been caught, then that might just be the stupidest thing I've ever heard somebody say in my life. Like, what? That is so dumb. It's unbelievable. I'm really surprised by how well you took this and how well you quickly changed your opinion to realize that this guy that you've dated for four years now and, you know, is your fiance is actually not the man that you thought he was i have to say though it's great that you were able to do that and it's great that you were able to realize before you got further down the line because look four years into a relationship you may well have been inclined to believe that this guy was you know just going through a little phase of being weird and you know maybe having doubts or whatever that it was completely normal and that you loved him and that he was still the same person that you thought he was when in reality you're getting all these like massive red flags staring you in the face it doesn't come much clearer than a cheating fiance does it but wow what a story what a man i do sometimes think how do you get into a relationship with somebody like this in the first place but hey who knows maybe he changed a lot thank god he showed his true colors before you married him is all i'm gonna say and now moving on to our second entitled people story pumpkin carving almost ruined my relationship so i am a 28 year old man now this happened years ago and i've changed a lot since then i thankfully moved eight hours away from home with my fiance shortly after this occurred i should have done that a long time ago 
I recently had a falling out with my family as a result of everything they've done And here is one of those stories. This happened about four ish years ago. I just started dating my girlfriend I've had epilepsy for 17 years and had to leave college again to move back in with my mum and her ex-fiance And no, don't worry. This story is not related to the previous one Uh, However, I would love it if it was I was getting to know my girlfriend's family for the first time and it was so much fun I enjoyed spending time with someone I wasn't related to her brother his wife and their kids all invited me to go pumpkin carving with them and a few of her relatives Celebrating halloween right in my opinion. It was a big event. They had every year They all took off work just to be there. It was gonna be great So my girlfriend picked me up from work and drove me home really quickly to grab my seizure meds On the way home, I texted my mum to let her know I was headed out to go pumpkin carving with her family for the rest of the night. She texted back and said no because she was making dinner later. Take into consideration that my mum was already aware of the event because it had to be moved once already and never said anything about dinner. I told my mum that we can save the dinner for leftovers tomorrow and that I really wanted to go. So we park on the other side of the street and I head into my house. I come out get into the car and my mum comes trailing right behind me the conversation went something like this he can't go he's got dinner with his family said my mum but my whole family will be there and this event was moved just so that they could meet him said my girlfriend well then move it again what i can't at this point my mum comes over to the driver's side of the car and it's making my girlfriend really uncomfortable so i chime in Mum, back up a bit. Look, we already talked about this. I really want to go and it's just for one day. I'm sorry, you can't go. She's trying to separate you from your family. You're going to have to reschedule. OP, get out of the car. No. Get out right now. And guys, just remember, at this time, OP is 24 years old. Seriously. And his mum's still trying to tell him what to do. Unbelievable. At this point, my girlfriend, seeing I've got trouble standing up for myself, goes off on my mum. Both of them can be a bit overprotective. He just wants to have a good time with my family. What's your problem? And please, step away from my car. My mum gets closer and is starting to make me nervous. You are abusing someone with a disability. Now get out of the car and you, she jabs her finger at my girlfriend aggressively, get off of my property. I actually got really annoyed and hurt by this comment from my mum because I'd just been diagnosed with autism and she knew that. And my girlfriend wasn't even on the property. She parked across the streets. Well, you can get the F away from my car and stop acting like a female dog. My girlfriend retaliated. So my girlfriend did use some colorful language here that might have been a bit out of line, but my mum was being extremely rude. For some stupid reason, I then got out of the car and go inside. I missed part of the convert at this point, but it obviously didn't get any better. I argue with my mum some more and regret giving in to her demands. We ultimately rescheduled pumpkin carving and it was a blast. Now this is one story of many. Tune in next time when my mum tells me my now fiance and I shouldn't have kids. Uh, All right, big man, not gonna lie. Don't wanna come across as patronizing here. You seem like, you know, you're a sensible bloke. Why are you like pandering to your mum so much? You're 24, you're not six. If you wanna go and meet your girlfriend's family and have a good time pumpkin carving, go and do that. Look, I get it, you don't wanna disrespect your mum, but your mum, to be fair to your girlfriend, is being an absolute 
in the story. I don't really think that that was colorful language, to be fair. Like, I completely agree. She has no right to say or demand what she was doing. It was silly, out of line, unnecessary. I don't really know why she felt the need to cancel something that you were looking forward to meeting your girlfriend's whole family. That's nice. Pumpkin carving. Good time. She was being a your girlfriend was right to call her out because let's be real you couldn't really protect yourself and her and now you tell me you went inside anyway and had to reschedule the event just because you're scared of your mother sorry pal but um sounds pretty embarrassing on your behalf and look i don't want to like abuse op or mug him off or anything but on this one i kind of have to grow a backbone please a bit embarrassing guys let me know do you think that was a bit too harsh what would you say to that like in my opinion op needs to you know stop being a little pussy uh <laughs> Sorry, go to the pumpkin carving, have a good time. Sack your mum off. See you tomorrow for leftovers. And there we go. That is going to do it for r slash relationships, the movie. Really hope you guys enjoyed this one. This is the first movie sort of video episode that I've done on r slash relationships, r slash relationship advice. It's a subreddit that I haven't covered too much in the past on my channel, but it's one that I want to get into. So I really hope you guys did enjoy that little special. If you did, drop a like follow, subscribe, comment, whatever platform you're on, just interact with me and let me know that you liked it. Because then I'll do another one and I'll keep bringing you stories from this subreddit. I always feel bad when I read stories like the ones that I've just shown you. And people in them are just in terrible places. Much worse places in relationships than I'd ever want to be. But at least they get some sort of resolution from Reddit and some sort of advice. That is the beauty of them. But some of them, uh, especially the last one there, yeah, not great. I, I feel bad for that person. But hey, that is our slash relationships. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.